Hey guys, welcome to FBM Play, and today we're going to do our year in review. Um, I'm here with Kieran. Hey, Kieran. Hello. And Poppy. Hello, Poppy. What's up? And uh, Mr. Wood. Hello, how's it going? Um, so let's get started with um, our games. You just jump right into things. You haven't said anything about, like, I mean, we, we have a whole new set. Oh, well, yeah, we have. We're, we, we're FBM Play. Yeah, well, and introductions, nothing, man. But you're I did just, you're so FPM excited. Play. I did say FP and play. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we got a new set. I, I probably want to bring over my pops because you're there's a lot of Legos. Yeah. <laughs> and if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen all my pops. I have a wall that's taller than him over they, there. They can't see who him is. Oh, my my little brother. All right. He's like four feet. So, <laughs> so Jacob, what are we doing today? Today, um, we're doing our year in review. So, talking about our good things of 2017. So, we're going to start off with <coughs> games, if I'm correct. Uh, whichever has a number one on there. Oh, we're going to start with TV. So, I'll go first. My TV is Runaways. I and well, let's let's, ba- let's back up a little bit again. You're kind of plowing right into this. So what we're doing in this episode is we're talking about things in 2017 that are, we're not necessarily saying they're the best, but they're things that resonated with us. Yeah, right? not a top top list. No, we're not ordering anything. Stuff it, we're gonna remember yeah, about th- 2017. Things, moments, experiences within pop culture. You know, across movies, TVs, video games, comics. That resonated with us, that that left a mark, right? So that's this, this is kind of a year end wrap up. Um, when you think back on 2017, top of your head, w- you know, what do you think about? That's that's what we're doing here today, and we're starting with what, Jacob? Uh, TV shows. TV shows, and none bigger than. Um, Runaways. That's. Oh no no! I was thinking about the other one. Sorry. Go ahead, Runaways. So I picked Marvel's Runaways. It's this new TV show on Hulu. Um, it's about these kids who, uh, who, they always hang out at, uh, their parents' parties. And one day, or one night, as the parents are hanging out, they find them, like, killing somebody and putting them in, like, this tomb. Like, this little thing. You, you cannot write a log line for a movie, man. No. (laughs) Runaways. People that run away. Yeah. Yeah. Kids who find out their parents are evil. Yeah. And what do they do? So I read the comics and I loved them. I've I read the whole every I said I read every single Runaways comic except for the most recent ones that came out, and they're amazing. I absolutely love them. I, I watched the first episode, and I have to admit I was kind of biased because I loved the comics so much, and I expected it to be exactly like the comics. So I didn't really like it as much. But it turns out I only read watched the first episode. I guess it elaborates on its newer story uh, yeah, a you, little more. You, you kind of have to stick with it because I think I was talking to your dad about this. I mean, we're in episode eight at this point, and they have yet to run away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the spirit of the comics is there. I mean, the, the characters themselves, they've, they've nailed them. Um, you know, Chase is Chase, Gert is Gert, Molly is Molly. Old laces in there. Old laces the only awesome. thing I didn't like about the characters, because I like the, like the characters most... That's probably what I liked the most about the show. But the only thing I didn't really like about them was, I think, Carolina. Carolina in the comics is super happy-go-lucky, would do, like, is, like, 
kind of like a almost like a hippie person sort of in that sense like she's like peace for everyone loves everyone everything but in this she's like she's like the popular chick and she was the popular chick but in this she's like the kind of jerky popular chick like she looks at Gert and tells her something like like what like what are you like you're not popular and I feel like in the comics she never would have done that that's not how she is in the show either. Yeah, she's a religious person in the show. She's not. No, she did say that to Gert though. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a moment again. If you if you watch past episode one, I think you'll see that the characters are there. Yeah. Um, and she is, you know, about you know because and she, they frame it in religion that she is about you know peace and love right. and all that stuff. So they, it it is different. Um, but the core is there, and even I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen Brian K. Vaughn. Who is the creator of Runaways? He's an executive producer. He's on set. He's been helping out, and he absolutely adores the show um, because it is taking something that that we know and love and giving it to us with a different flavor. Yeah, and I think I think I kind of went into that too much, like biased toward the comics. I should have been more open. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like they they've changed a little bit. Like Molly, Molly's parents. Molly doesn't have her parents. Her parents died, but Molly, Molly used to. So there's this character named Molly, and she lives with uh, the uh, one of the other girls, Gert. But in the comic books, she was just with. Um, she lived by herself with her uh, other parents, but in the TV show, her parents were dead, deceased, or are they? Yeah, they might not be dead. I mean, in the comic books. Yeah, I didn't understand that change. I didn't understand the... I mean, I'm not blowing anything by saying that there's a character that's passed away before the show starts, and that's not in the comics either. But again, I don't don't think that's that important. It's just... I think it's just a way to explain why Nico is so sad. Because in the comics, they never... I I mean, I guess, yeah. I I don't know. Okay, so let's get started on our next topic, Stranger Things Season 2. This is mine. this This is what I was referring to earlier is, you know... One of the biggest shows of the year. Yep. I just recently started watching Stranger Things, but I watched um, season one and straight into season two. So I think that kind of helped me some. But I love the show. Absolutely love the characters. Love the plot line. It's amazing. And so you guys watched season one and two kind of continuous, right? Continuous, like yeah. one big season, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, Jacob, Jacob and I watched season one while we went to Comic-Con. God, it feels like forever ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so it had just come out right before Comic-Con, so we watched part of season one on the plane there. They had just put it up on Netflix where you can download to your iPad and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we watched the rest of it on the way back. So we had a year in between season one and season yeah, two. Yeah, I couldn't have handled that. No, I mean, I, I like it because... I already not handle having season three. I like it because it's got all the 80s nostalgia, and one of the things I want to talk about later has the same kind of thing, and I think that's geared for us, but it's cool for, well, I won't say it's cool for kids, but. Well, um, but it's, the 80s stuff is not heavy-handed at all. It's no, just, you it's only just pick there. up on it because yeah. we're if children of the 80s. If you're older. If we're old. Er, 40s. Er, yes. Yeah. No, no, yeah. er, 40s and 30s. <laughs> just um, but yeah, I thought season one and season two worked very well together. They feel like a very complete work. I feel like season three is kind of. You know, its own thing going forward. Um, like, you know, it, it, season one and season two feels like they had the, this was the original idea for Stranger Things. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about Stranger Things is you don't know what's coming next. Because, like, first it was Demogorgons, but now it's the Shadow Monster. And then we don't, like, it's completely random and there's no basis off of what we're going after. So we we will be surprised. It's not like Marvel where we can kind of figure it out. Like, we will be surprised. Yeah. yeah. 
you, I mean, we still don't know a lot about the Upside Down yet. And mm-hmm. all we know is the demo Gorgons, demo dogs, and uh, and the Shadow Monster. I mean, if if we really, if they really took this show on, they could probably make like a whole dimension show of them traveling back and forth, yeah. fighting monsters. We only have the one portal in the one town. Yeah, I so mean, they're they're bound to be another portal on the planet. We also right? only know two of the people of eight and eleven. We don't know yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, well, no, nine, think, ten. And I think some of those people didn't make it. Right, yeah. some yeah. of them did. Right, because I, th- I think once they got around to eight is when they started being successful with those experiments. So, um, so they w- they may not just be around to, to. I even liked the episode with eight where everybody hated it. I liked it. I did too. I don't. I don't get. I, I see the hate just being spewed upon number eight that it's out of context, but. but it, I it, like that. It felt to me like it was important to the story of eleven. Yeah, it, it was, was like it was eleven f- visiting the X Men, learning how to use her well, powers. I, I felt right. it was more like Luke Skywalker going to right. Dagobah to visit Yoda. I mean, that was her moment to grow and become this—you know—become who she's going to become. Yeah, I don't I think it would have been believable more of that. to have her just show up and save the day, right? Because she did that in season one. Yeah. So it's just not—it's not believable that she wouldn't want to go explore her past. You uh, know, uh, in season three, need to, they need to leave Willow alone. Because in season one, he was trapped in the Upside Down for whoever knows how long, like a few months, in like a cold, dark little forest. And then in season two... He's a freaking shadow monster inside him. Yeah, he's possessed, (laughs) and he's making making art in his house, messing it up, and uh, making a map, like... But I I, I, w- I think that when you get to season three, Will's going to be one of the most important characters on the show. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's, he's so connected much about to something. Yeah. yeah, he's connected to the Upside Down now. He knows so much. Yeah, like he knew. Like he that's how they figured out. That's how they figured out how to kill, um, or get the Shadow Master away. They do not like heat at all. I, I'm some I've seen this discussed before too. Is how resilient Will is. Yeah. He he's got like a super Wolverine healing factor or something. Yeah, so I mean, think about yeah, no think right. about Will. Seriously, because I'm sure they'll do some type of time jump because the kids are aging and stuff. So this is going to be like a year later, year and a half later. That's in what season they do with three, season two, right? Yeah. Um, and when this thing comes back, the one person that's going to stand up and not be afraid is Will. Will, I know, he's right? Faced, faced him down twice. You they sure? Go to like season nine, and they go to college. I'm not rooming with Will. I mean, he's <laughs> not like, gonna. No, he's, he's he's just gonna be like laying on the bed though. talking about a shadow monster. Yeah. Like, like Will, you want to come to a party? So where are you from? It doesn't like. Okay, so I think um, <laughs> my dad. And, I think my dad and Andres have their show now. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, oh, you guys, um, you guys, you just. I guess this is a preview for us. Um, so, you know, we've teased it before, we've said it again, we will be starting our own podcast in the new year. Um, oh, I'm at the TV show. Well, yeah, I know, I know. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. We're, we want to oh, bring him back. He, he's throwing a teaser in there. It's, it's organic. Um, be, be quiet. So, <laughs> you know, these guys in the middle are FPM Play. Kyle, you want to let them know what we're going to be? We are going to be Alter Ego. Yep, that's... Um, Alter Ego, Pop Talk, Instagram. Um, yeah, just the idea that we'll talk about some of the same topics we talk about here, but, um... We want to do it with uh, an adult slant and, um, I don't know, just brainstorm like 40 names, and that's what we came up with, so there we are. Yeah. So uh, kind of alluding to what Karen was talking about, the next show we want to talk about was Mr. Robot, which neither one of you guys have seen, right? Yeah, it's not no, appropriate it's for kids. No, it's definitely not. This, yeah. is not a, this is where we should drop like a big card that says, well, like, 
what not rated or something. Censored. So not rated. Mr. Mr. Robot is in season three. Yeah. It tells the story of this guy named Elliot, who is this like ultra, you know, introvert hacker guy, and he gets involved in this kind of huge plot. You almost don't want to say too much because it's. Right. A, I mean, it gets in a whole lot of spoilers, but. Um, the show is just so well written. It's it, just yeah. It's so tight. It's so interesting on so many different levels. Um, it's it's just fantastic, and I know it's gotten a lot of press from season. I think season well, season one got a ton of press, and yeah. it was. Um, I think Elliot won, or Christian Slater won. Um, not Elliot, Rami Malek, or um, Christian Slater won. Uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, won a Golden Globe, a Golden Globe or, or something, something, some award or something. But um, season three. Um, it's the only show, like when we're talking about TV shows, it's the only television show no. that I watch. That's it. It's the only television show that I religiously watch. Um, and uh, that I don't want to wait to have, you know, on demand. Or right, something right. Like. You don't want to wait to binge yeah. that one. Right. So uh, it's just really cool. You can tell that it, things are so woven together. Uh, I think that's why I appreciate the side um, episode in Stranger Things because it does it all the time. Yeah. Um, where you can go an episode and not see the main character, and I just think that's the way life works, and I think that's more believable. Just really great stuff. Um, yeah. There's there's the way Mr. Robot is built. You can't take it on it, these little individual pieces because there's so many layers. Yes. That it, it's almost like a. Um, what like a pointillism like image, right? Yeah, yeah. Where if you look at each individual point, it's like okay, but when you pull back, I mean, it really is this complete work that works. Well, there's entire together. episodes that you don't know if they even really happened, right? And yeah, so if you tried to like, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. If you tried to analyze one episode, you'd you'd fail miserably. Yeah, and, and I one, still haven't figured half of it out. And the one thing I do appreciate from a technology perspective is all the tech on that show is real. <laughs> yeah. They have a, an expert. This, I mean, there was an article, a great article in Wired magazine. They have an expert on set who actually um, sets up the computers to be in whatever state they need it to be so that when they type in the real code, that what you see on the screen is all real, working in real time. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I do like that. They'll zoom into the screen and the actor or someone is yeah. actually typing. Yeah. I like that. And that's, that's some, some deep cut technology stuff that you know the average person is just i mean it's just gonna blow over their heads but yeah. uh really good stuff um so definitely mr robot you know i think a lot of people thought season two was down but again when you look at it in the context of everything it all fits together so great show please 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 check it out okay i think we're on to games is our next category yeah so um, i'll go f- yeah you go first he can too. Yeah, I so I'll go first, and mine. I just got into gaming like literally two days ago, <laughs> so I literally got an Xbox for Christmas, and that's all I know about games. So uh, the only games I got that came that I've actually played yet are Avengers, Lego, Lego Marvel Superheroes two, and Overwatch. And I love Overwatch; probably one of my favorites out of those three, <laughs> and. But it didn't come out in 2017, so I'm going to say Lego Mario Superheroes 2 because of all of the cool characters and the visuals and everything is just amazing. So, so I was thinking about what I said earlier, and I, I actually have two now. <laughs> so of course you do. My first, no, so I'll get the first one out because I think it'll be a shorter conversation. Um, my first one that I just thought of um, is Raw Data. It is a virtual reality game. I got um, Oculus Rift for um, last Christmas, so 
when I got my Oculus Rift, I was I was really excited because I've been I've been wanting an Oculus since you know I figured out what VR was. So when I got it, one of the games that I got was this game called Raw Data, and the one thing about Raw Data is it just makes you feel awesome. Like you you can beat anything. We we need to we need to post a video of you actually playing Raw Data. I mean, Jacob's, like, all over the room. Like, he thinks he's, like, a ninja. Because you're, like, a, a, like a robot ninja warrior. Yeah, that's oh, okay. awesome. You have, like, a lightsaber sword. So why is it called Raw Data? What's that got to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've only played it uh, quickly, but um, I think it, it, the Raw Data piece is part of the storyline and, and no. how the technology is very raw and something like that. Um, but the game itself looks pretty cool. It's like I think it's kind of like a wave shooter. Yeah. You pretty much stay in one little area and things are coming at you and you're just okay. kind of dealing and, with it. And the game's always updating. Like we bought the game before it came out, so when it fully released, like one of the big things that happened was they uh, released PvP. Um, they released player versus player. Yeah, PvP, player versus player. They released um, new levels and um, more upgrades. Cause what how it goes is. How it, how it keeps you locked on the game is you you play one level and then you get more stuff for your character and then you play another level and then you get more stuff. Uh, that's the replay. You're talking about the replayability. How yeah. to keep, keep coming back. So yeah. I maxed out my character, my ninja character. So I have like two swords now. I can like use the force and like pick up people like with, with my hand and like crush them and like throw them away. I can, uh, what else can I do? Is there just one character, just a ninja? No, there's, like, a guy with, like, pistols. There's a guy with, there's a, there's this, for some reason, there's, like, an old senior with a bow. He's, like, he wears, like, this green hoodie and stuff, and then he has, like, a technology bow, like, because it's, like, this little stick, and then when you grab it, it's, like, like, uh, a hologram of an arrow pops up. Yeah, yeah. Like, Yondu. It's weird. And, uh, you know, VR had a very good 2017 but I honestly think 2018 is going to be the year that that people notice VR. Yeah, because right. now VR is like you can you can get VR on your like home computer because Oculus has made it possible. Yeah, well, the one of the biggest things that happened was the price drop. Yeah, right. The headset originally when it came out, I mean, you you're looking at eight hundred dollars for like yeah. the headset and, and the controllers, and the then computer. you got to have a, a pretty hefty PC. By the end of the year, you can pick up an Oculus headset with the touch controllers for $350. I mean, that's a huge drop in price just for the VR hardware. You still needed a computer. 2018, you're looking at um, wireless VR, which is going to be huge, using inside-out tracking, right? So the tracking comes from the headset itself. Yeah. Uh, and then um, standalone, where you don't need a computer. It's all built in. So, you know, that's the evolution. And uh, it's, I mean... From looking at where we are now with games like Raw Data, uh, you know, 2018 and going into 2019, I think it's going to be ridiculous for VR. Yeah, like one of the so uh, going back to that movie, um, no, the book that going to be a movie. Um, Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. Um, the one thing that I always searched for was a game like The Oasis, and I I found one. Like it, it's called VR Chat. It's it's really cool. All these cool things you can do. Anyways, so when I when I found that, I realized that VR is already all the way up there. So now I'm excited to see what can happen next year. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um. Oh wait. Oh yeah, my other one. Um, my other game quick. is Forza Horizon Three. Oh, great game. Forza Horizon Three 
is one of my favorite games just because uh, when we got it, who got it? Alex and me. I think Alex is the car guy. He he loves it. Yeah, my my brother loves cars, so he got Forza Horizon three, and what we what we did was he he's one of those sandbox players, so he doesn't really upgrade stuff, and he's now hit like level two hundred because he's just been driving and playing the game so much. I'm <laughs> I'm still on like level ninety or seventy. Yeah, so I'm in, I think I'm in the fifties. Yeah, so I've been playing it that much. But this, so Forza Horizon Three should be one to one with every Xbox console. That it game, that game is was that an option. Good. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna continue playing the noob, and <laughs> yep. and go back and and ask the newbie questions. So, uh, is this like uh, Gran Turismo? No, no. Okay. So, uh, uh, what the game is basically, you. You are uh, uh, rich because you you have to you have to be probably rich to do this in real life. So you're rich and you run a festival in Australia. Okay. And it's a, a like a racing, speedball challenge thing. Like a, it's like a racing festival. Yeah. So you start out with one car and you actually race through your festival. So okay, okay, yeah. So you do races and you can and as you play more, you expand your festival and get new cars. So at the end of the day. Once you finish, like, all your races, they're still going to be popping up. They're still going to have races that you come back and you do. Because when you do races, you earn XP, money, uh, and sometimes other cars. So yeah. I'm not just racing the car. I'm throwing festivals yeah, to so, earn money. So let me take a step cars. back here. So Gran Turismo is a kind of hardcore racing simulator. Yeah. This is an open-world arcade racer. I mean, this is a sandbox. Oh. So, like, one of my favorite things it, to do is... It's, it's set in Australia. So you know, and then the, all the different types of terrain you have in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of my favorite things to do is, me and my brother, we get hyper cars like uh, Lamborghinis, and I have a Porsche in the game. So we take our fastest hyper cars, and at the airport, it's just like a strip, like there's nothing there. And then there's this big mount. There's like this big like sand dune. Is that what it's yeah, called? With a big mountain of sand. It's a no. sand dune. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sand dude. So when you when you go like we hit like three hundred miles per hour, like four hundred, and we hit the we hit the uh, jump, and you like go flying in the air, like like it's huge. Okay. Like you can see the whole map, and then. You but know. you earn XP doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Earn, okay. yeah. Nope. Yep. So, so you'll cool. get experience from pretty much everything. There's so much to do in this game; it's ridiculous. It has some of the coolest DLC. One of them is called Blizzard Mountain. Where it's all in the snow. My the, favorite is Hot Wheels. The Hot Wheels, where you're on the orange Hot Wheels track. The whole world is Hot Wheels. The game is so much fun. Cool. And and it's it's great for all ages. I think that's, the Hot Wheels a, must have been what was with Xboxes over Christmas or something. Yeah, it was uh, Forza Horizon Three with the Hot Wheels DLC. Because I saw the included. orange track. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's get on to the next one. I have no clue what this is, so you guys are gonna have to fill me in on this. It's called Cuphead. Yes, Cuphead, Cuphead is frustrating. It's it is frustrating. It's an app, right? It is. It's a game on Xbox. Oh. The hype on this game has been going on for like three years. They the first one that they put out was uh, Cuphead. It was it was the big thing about this. Was people were were excited because Cuphead was um, the game most looked like you were like playing. Uh, like um, you know, like early Mickey Mouse, like you were. It's like, like a 1930s early. cartoon. Is what it looks like. Okay. Um, the graphics are beautiful. The story is these two like Cup brothers, 
Um, they're one, actually cups. They're actually cup. One of them has a cup head, and I can't remember what the other guy's name is. Mugman. Like, Mugman. Uh, so it's a cup and a mug. And they go to, like, a Las Vegas casino. They're, you know. And they meet the devil. And, like, literally the devil. Because yeah. the devil runs a casino. Sure. A lot yeah, of this so, is, like, so, um, figurative, though. So, the, you know, they're winning, and then they hit a losing streak, and they make a deal with the devil. And the devil's like, all right, if you go do all these tasks for me, then, you know, you can get your souls back or whatever. Um, so they go on this on these missions for the devil, but at the same time, they're trying to figure out how to get out of this pact with him. Um, <laughs> But the oh, that's right. The sure graphics are amazing. It's a beautiful game. Um, the, there's these intricate boss battles. Uh, you can play two player, two player co op, which you know, I love co op games. Yeah, it it's just a, you know it's a game that has been teased every year for three years and it lived up to the hype. It's just amazing and it's it's only twenty bucks and it goes on sale all the time, even cheaper than that. So um, highly recommend Cuphead. Yeah, since we're talking about Sounds games. Cool. Right now, go buy your games because it's the end of year sale on Xbox and other, and I think PS4 too. Right now, and Steam. Yeah, yeah right now. Literally. So go buy it. I keep I watching got, the video though. Cause yeah, we need keep games. watching the video. Like you know, if if you have a like a Google phone, just you know, AirPlay it on the side and then go to PS4 and stuff. Anyways, they have like I bought Ghost Recon for only. Twenty dollars. Twenty-eight dollars yeah, for the deluxe dollars. edition. Normally, like eighty dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, go buy your games right now. All right. What's next? Uh, next is movies. Movies. This is probably what I've been that like I was making my list before, and this was before we had the categories. So everything's movies, and I had TV show, which was Stranger Things. It was like movie, 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 Stranger Things, movie. <laughs> so I, I think we, we're gonna have a lot of talk on this topic. We really love the MCU. And the MCU has some amazing movies this year, such as like Thor Ragnarok and Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It was amazing. Uh, one so of the one of the just top on this. Yeah, one on of this. Well, one of the things, biggest things that the MCU dropped this year was the Infinity War trailer. Yeah, sure. Inf- well, and Black Panther. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Black Panther broke the internet. Infinity War broke the internet. I, I think the biggest thing that you see coming out of twi- twenty seventeen is. Mar- this Marvel train is still going super strong, yeah. and, and they're not getting stale, right? I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming was a very unique... It was the Spider-Man movie that we all needed and deserved. Yeah. It's the teenage Spider-Man movie that we wanted. Thor Ragnarok was... I mean, they they just let Tycho do whatever he wanted. Tycho, what And, you know, a lot of people argue there's not a lot of depth to that movie. That's fine, right? I mean... We're, we're like 15, 17 movies in at this point. You know, you got to have some diversity. That is a fun, surface-level, beautiful-looking movie. It's just a good time in the movie theater, and they took a chance with that, and I think they hit it out. And then Guardians, which is this is my probably favorite part of any of the 2017 MCU movies, we got new characters, and it was so bright and funny, and it still had a story, which is what I loved. Oh. But... I really loved that we got to see the classic Guardians in the movie. And I feel like like everyone was rumoring that Sly Stallone would be um, Starhawk. Starhawk, yeah. Stakara Gord. And, like, no one believed it. And then he actually was. And then you also got, um, we got Charlie 27. We got Martin X. We got Aletta. Mm-hmm. We got Mainframe, which is Miley Cyrus. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Miley so, Cyrus was Mainframe? Yeah. Yeah. And um, but it was still amazing, and I love to see them, even if it was just a peak. 
and also the fact that um, the director, James Gunn, James Gunn yep. was talking about that they actually might make a Ravagers movie, which was about the... They, the, the original the Guardians? The original Guardians. Yeah. yeah he so he kind of hinted at it. Yeah, because... They're so old. We've all seen all these... We've seen all of the... But Star Yeah, we've seen all of the Guardians so far. All of the old Guardians. And we saw... um, What you call it? So we saw uh, Yondu and how he is. So we might see how he got his mohawk, or it just might stay that way. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. I don't, I don't see it happen. I mean, well, I mean, I don't either. But I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. They did say Volume Three was going to be the last Guardians movie with, the, with, with this, this lineup. Roster. Yeah, I don't understand going backwards. I don't, I don't know. I'm just a more of a Marvel purist than that. And they're from the future. They shouldn't be old. They should be not born yet. Right, so right. I don't like that. I don't I mean, think it's necessary. Yeah. It I don't think Yondu's entire character is necessary to the story. But well, it could have been anybody else. One of the things that I'm yeah, ex- one of the things that I'm expecting from um, Infinity War is once once Infinity Infinity War is over, there's gonna be a lot of changes. Like how Secret when Secret War ended, we got all these new characters. Yeah. And the differences, like we uh, Iron Man changed into a black woman, and we got Iron Man as, and Doctor Doom. Yeah, Doctor Doom change too. So, I, so I, you know, I, I think the most exciting thing is Marvel has been building up to, you know, what we see as Infinity War this whole time, right? We Thanos was teased at the end of the first Avengers. They it really does feel like this is this is a line in the sand complete package from the first Iron Man to the to Avengers 4. Boom, that's you know, one big story we try to tell. Everything from that point on, I mean, it could be all over the place. I, I really don't think it's going to be linear anymore. Mm-mm. It's going to be, hey, we want to tell a story here. We want to tell a story here, and it's all connected. Um, and that's, I mean, that's exciting. That's, uh, to me, that's exciting. Yeah, I can see there being more trilogies, but, like, maybe there'll be a Black Panther trilogy or something like that. But it doesn't make sense for them to try to tackle something over a 10-year span. Right, right, right. It's just too, t- it's just too tough, and it doesn't need to be. And they'll have more freedom. Yeah. If they don't do that, and now with the growing roster of characters that they just and, acquired too, and I still think it's just too tough. I still think you can tackle something at that Infinity War level if you do um, um, the Secret Invasion with the Scrolls. Yeah, right. You can be all over the map as far as time. You can have a movie in the seventies, and the eighties, and the nineties, current day, whatever. They can. They don't. It doesn't have to be one linear story as far as the release dates like we're doing now. And then you drop an Avengers Secret Invasion and you show how all of these movies from all different eras and times are connected. Okay, so let's get on to our next one. I think this is kind of a double topic. We're talking about Wonder Woman and the DCEU because they kind of exploded in 2017. Yeah. Whether in, in a good way directions. or a bad way. Yeah. I, I think it was a good way. It depends on which movie we're talking about. Because didn't Suicide Squad come out in 2017 too? Uh, no, no, that was last year. No, okay, so w- we, was, s- we got Wonder Woman and Justice League this it. year for yep. DCEU. And I loved Wonder Woman, didn't quite love um, Justice League. Uh, I love Justice League. I, th- I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> Seeing about how they had all these problems with uh, the Cyborg and Aquaman and uh, Flash, I-, I thought it was good for the problems ha- that they had and how they fixed it. So you thought it was good considering... Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the same with me too. Considering, considering that, it's a DC movie, considering yeah. that DC is epically screwed up in the past, I think they did the best they could with what time they chose. Because honestly, I feel like they should have pushed Justice League way farther out. But f- f- 
since they chose this time and without half the um, characters being in movies yet, they still decided to do it. I think for the time and for a DCEU movie, it was a good movie. Well, we we've seen all these characters before, barely though. Like we've seen we've seen Cyborg, we've seen Flash. We saw know, videos but... of them for like two minutes, and then we also saw Flash in Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, Wonder Woman was definitely a bright spot. Um, you know, I don't know if I love that movie as much as everybody else did. Wonder um, Woman. Yeah. What? Um, no. I you know it had it had good moments. Right. Um, it had lots of problems, but yeah, exactly. It was, it was like what though. I felt like the ending was very bland. Um, it was weird. She fought that guy for yeah, like twenty minutes. Yeah, the whole I, did, I didn't like what they did with Ares. Um, the, the the no man's land scene where she's going through that. I mean, that's a cool that looking cool. scene. I did like that. Uh, I liked the, some of the characters' interaction. I liked the fact that it was in World War One, um, and I liked some of the the world building with Themyscira and stuff. Right. But it, it, it that movie just kind of went up and then just fell off for me. Like so, I, I kind of I don't I wanted to, I, I would argue that I would put Wonder Woman on the list and not put DCU on the list of things that I will remember definitely fondly. But because it's Wonder Woman, yeah, and we did need uh, you know as as a male, uh, we we all need a female superhero. Yeah. Um, and I know that. Gal Gadot was, I don't remember when they released, when she was going to be one or one. It's been quite a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Lots of criticism from um, the, uh, you know, the female community yeah. of, of Gal Gadot being one of them because she's not a, a big Amazonian-looking woman. I actually think that's a good thing yep. for females um, because um, you don't have to be a big Amazon woman to be a superhero. Right. I, I would argue that, you know, Superman doesn't need to be a super hulking dude either because he's an alien. How does he have muscles? What does he lift to gain some muscles? Folks? I know, right? Let's talk about that. But anyway, so Let's not the fact that. that Wonder Woman was a woman who carried her own movie and did much better than they expected it is why I would remember it and put it on the list. Yeah. And I, I will say, watching the movie, I watched it two or three times, um, I actually don't like the characters they added to the little thing there, but the little assemble uh, Ensemble cast, their little, yeah. their little warriors, her little yeah. Scottish dude. They're the very, Native very, American very dude. stereotypical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Native American guy's a good tracker. Yeah, yeah, that that's um, the same thing. The Scottish guy's a drunk guy that shoots stuff. Yeah. I was kind of offended by a lot of that, so yeah. I didn't like that, um, and I didn't think it was necessary at all. But again, it's on there because we finally have a female superhero movie that wasn't called Barbed Wire, and it was good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh God, You've was... seen Barbara? No. No, but it's, I've heard about it. Yeah, I don't even know how you've bad. heard of that. Um, it's, it's yeah, I mean, there, there's yeah. there's good trends with superhero movies this year and the fact that Wonder Woman's erased the, the whole doubt of can there be a lead female character. Um, Logan cemented the rated, rated R superhero movie, right? We had Deadpool last year, Logan this year. The rated R superhero movie is here to stay, which is good. And the fact that we can now... Uh, that I feel like we're, we're moving beyond superhero movies... Like the superhero being the genre, and we're going yeah. we're going back to the genre being crime, being spy, thriller, being horror, and it just so happens that these superhero characters can live in those genres. That's what we're moving towards, and that's how superheroes in general are going to survive. The, the the superhero, you know, there may I mean I guess there still is that genre of, of you like know the, the fantastical superhero with the powers and the the beam in the sky kind of movie, but. Um, you know, you can take those characters and put them in so much more. So yeah, 
yeah, like we we might have like a superhero romance now. Seeing that we could yeah. have a Wonder Woman and Superman movie, or um, like um, are you Black wanting a Widow. superhero romance movie, Jagger? They they, they, huh? they were saying that Ant Man Wasp is going to be the rom com. Yeah, Jacob yeah. loves the rom coms. Love rom com. A Sue yeah, rom com. That would be cool for for Ant Man and Wasp. No, that's what cool. that's what they said with Ant Man and Wasp because they were all talking about how in Ant Man it was going to be the first superhero comedy and it was it was comedy but I wouldn't say it was a yeah. pure comedy. But now they're saying this is going to be a a, a rom com, yeah. a superhero rom com. So that would be I mean, awesome. Would they're be cool. completely they're completely doing the things we wouldn't think they would do, just like they did with Thor Ragnarok. So. I think we should head on to our next category, uh, not our next category, our next movie, and this is something everybody seen. This is more of an alter ego. This <laughs> is a movie I want to see really badly, but I can't. It's called Baby Driver, and I'll let you guys take it. Baby over. Driver changed my life. Really, it was, it was good. Like it was so remarkably good. Yeah, and and uh, the reason it changed my life is because um, I'm a big music geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is the best non-musical use of music I've ever seen in a movie since, like, Blues Brothers Car Chase. Yeah. It, remarkable. It helps that it starts with the song Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer's Blues Explosion, who Bell I happen to enjoy, who Boom. I listened to when <gasps> I was a kid. Ugh! And it's all timed, and yeah. the cocking of every gun, and he's walking down the street. He's walking through Atlanta, which helps Bell me. Bottoms. And a guy that I follow on Instagram... Did the paintings, did the graphics, oh, nice. and I was like, I know that art. Like, it was cool. Like, it, it, so cool. Um, the story follows Baby, the main character, who um, only goes by Baby, who had a tragic event in his life and is now the driver for a bunch of uh, criminals who yeah. rob people in various ways. I mean, like, one Wonderful. criminal. Like, well, one yeah, yeah. He's criminal, criminal mastermind. mastermind. Who was Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey, which also works because he's so despicable. Yeah. So He I, looks despicable in real life, too. Yeah. Apparently. I would not want to be his granddaughter. He'd be like, hello, how are you doing All today? Right. Jacob Tupac. Um, so that that movie as well, I would say, is oh. a uh, – if you are interested in making movies, yep. that is a movie that you study for the pure art of how that was put together. Regardless of the story and everything else, there's so many things from you know the way that the music was timed, the editing – um, the characters and, and the ha- their function in the story. I mean, each character, I don't know if you notice, has a specific color. Those colors have meanings. I mean, there, there's there's great videos on YouTube, and if I can put in the show notes, I will, but they break down, you know, how Baby Driver is constructed. Um, and then on top of that, you have a fun movie. Um, yeah. yeah. But, it, I mean, Edgar Wright put on a clinic Just, on how to yeah. make a movie. Um, he, it was, it, it felt like, you know, some buddies kind of sitting around, it's like, oh, this would be cool, this would be cool. And, and he took that and he made the movie, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, and and it had those nods to to me for like mid '90s Quentin Tarantino, but happier. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like that because the mid '90s Tarantino kid that I was, who was watching all this cynical stuff, still yeah. got his cool music that he got from Quentin. Yep. And had a fun movie. It's cool, just awesome stuff. I recommend it to anybody over the age of how old are you guys? 11, 12, 13, 14, 17 years old. There you go. What okay. about the 15 and 16? Yeah, well, skip a year. I don't know. Watch something else. <laughs> okay. Right, what's next? So let's get on to our next category, which is comics. Um, Who who has a... I didn't, I didn't have a comic, so you have a comic, and you have a comic. And I do. Yeah, um, so... He has a comic. Uh, so I'll do mine real quick. So 
comics, we all love comics up here. I think other than Jacob, we all read them a little bit more actively. Whatever. Uh, not really. Not yeah. for me. See? So it's not just me. This year for me was more of a catch-up year, and I'm I'm kind of at a me crossroads too. here because I think I might just rip off the Band-Aid and just jump and read my current stuff and then slowly start to catch up on some of my older stuff because I'm never going to catch up at this point. Um, but one of the books that I caught up on this year was Miss Marvel. Um, and it, I mean, it was one of those things where the, as I was reading it, I could just feel that this was, this was a seminal book. This was, this was amazing. Um, on so many, uh, so many different levels. Um, you know, and I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it on the last show. It's most definitely, even if you're not a comic book person, it's such a great book. Um, there's just the stuff that she goes through with her family and, school and trying to balance it all together and the the character that she is um it, it's it's wonderful highly highly recommend it okay. it feels like the new spider-man yeah 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 i mean yeah okay i'm gonna say mine now and i i can't I'm, i haven't read the series but i've read bits and pieces of it and i really liked it it's called x-men blue it's a it's basically all the all the young mutants that they brought back through the time machine or whatever it was have um yeah, yeah it's th- their team the x-men blue team it's it's um it's and of alternate universe wolverine sun are they are they from that the part i don't future like or the past? that part i don't know it's from the it's the past. actual x-men past. team from oh, the 1960 something it's oh like, yeah so not like an alternate time xavier uh, no, 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 no. beast it's the kids the, yeah. no, it's the kids. Oh, the kids it's like gene and oh gene iceman beast yeah uh, cyclops. and cyclops yeah but it's the but, actual one so this time timeline. this time okay. um gene's the leader and i liked how they did that other than the fact that scott's definitely the leader leader Gene's the leader now, and that kind of pushes Scott out of the way. And he, his personality is still kind of overruling as the leader. So I liked that, and I also liked how they are their kids. And I love every superhero kid book, so that's awesome. Oh. And I just like how they. Uh, I like how they mix all that all together. I I still have a problem with the fact that they stayed. Right, I mean they had that that one story where, and they, I mean because they. They brought him back from the past with a purpose, yep. right? Scott Summers was going crazy. He had the whole X on his face. He was he was way off in the deep. And Beast said the only way we can shake him up is by um, bringing back the younger X-Men to remind him of who he used to be. Okay, that's great. But when that story is over, send him back to the past. How do you how do you exactly. keep them without destroying the timeline and the whole space time continuum? That, I don't understand how it didn't just completely obliterate the timeline. Because I know that I I somewhat understand time travel because there's so many like space time continuum and time it's crazy. But I think of, I guess I think of time too linear, lin, lin, like linear. Yeah. So I'm wondering how didn't the X Men get pulled into the future like the current x-men if time is if the time rotates then how come they when they were kids didn't get pulled into the future well did, did they ever so the one thing i for me i time travel is one of my my favorite things since all of sci-fi right yeah. but in order for me to buy in you have to set your rules and stick to, and stick to them yeah. right and then the rules could be different 
right? There's the whole, you know, time is linear, and whatever you do in the past is going to ripple forward. There's the whole, if you go back in time and do something, you're going to create an alternate timeline, and all those timelines are coexist. I mean, there's, there's plenty of different well, versions. I imagine that that's what's happened here. So they pulled, so Kieran, the answer your question is, um, there aren't consistent rules in Marvel, but they're, they're moving here. Um, doesn't disrupt the current reality at all. But, but what so I guess folded on itself. It's complicated stuff. I guess but. what I'm saying is, if we have the, like we, if we have the kid X Men, right, and they were they those never people, grew up. Is what you're saying? They, they were those people, right? So if if you just, pulled them from no. the past, wouldn't they be pulled? Wouldn't they be pulled from the past too? In the past. I mean, so this is confusing. We no should sense. we should yeah. just take I can't get off this time talk. travel too. I mean, somebody's hand had had to have disappeared. As they would, <laughs> they would just be sitting there in the future, and then one day they'd see their hand disappear. Like, I think if we took a picture of them in 1963, they would just realize, Karen, that they would be like 70 years old. Yeah. True. Okay, so let's go on to the next topic before this gets really weird. Uh, oh, it, it got weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave for a minute. Sorry, image, right? Sorry, image. This image. is image. This is my So I put thing. this one on the list because I don't read Marvel comics really anymore. Oh. Um, I talk about them on here, and I read them in passing, but I don't ever sit down with a stack of books and read Marvel or DC Comics. I literally go to a Doc's Basement or Heroes um, locally and ask them to give me weird stuff, yeah. and I get some really strange stuff. So... Um, I don't do the adult weird stuff because that gets really weird. But mm-hmm. um, Image Comics um, has obviously got big heavy hitters like Saga, which is on like issue 36, I think, and yeah. is doing really super well. Um, but I am um, a fan of the new ones, um, Seven to Eternity by Rick Remender and Jerome Apina. If you haven't read that, you should. And Paper Girls, which is by Brian K. Vaughn, who we are all fans of on You've told up me here. Yay, about Paper probably. Girl. Uh, Paper Girls is Stranger Things in a comic book where all the characters are girls. They travel in time instead of control things with their mind. It's awesome. Um, It's Brian K. Vaughn's commentary on kind of getting what you wish for and uh, where you're going to be when you're an adult one day. And uh, seeing it instead of uh, dreaming about what's going to happen, they actually travel in time and actually get to experience themselves as 40-year-olds and see what actually happened. Um, Seven to Eternity is um, the new Hobbit. It's stupid good. Um, it is amazing. Uh, the basic premise is there's this guy called, I think he's the Mud King, and he can grant whatever wish you want. It's, I'm a stupid name. Uh, but it's got nothing to do with it. I know it's horrible. But he um, is some, he and there was some of these kind of like otherworldly monk kind of guys, and he can grant whatever wish you want for yourself. But he gets to see through your eyes forever. Oh wow! That's so it's gross. basically you agree. No, 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 not like gross. that. That's you like agree a... to be mind controlled, but you get everything that you ever want. Yeah, but but so he's basically convinced this entire planet that everybody can live in a utopian way. Right. Yeah. So he. Oh, I thought, like, mind so you're control. not mind controlled zombies. You are. Yeah. He is privy to all your secrets. He has ultimate knowledge, and knowledge is power. Heck no! So I, as he gains, I would be more, fine without stuff. Well, right. <laughs> but you know what? Well, I mean, it's that, easy to say that, though. Yeah, but that's a com- that's a commentary on where we are today, where people are giving away their civil liberties and their privacy for convenience. Yep. You know, I mean, think about it, we all like. I mean, as much as I love like home automation, we have Alexas all over the house. 
you know, people are worried. Hey, Amazon's collecting all this information. They're listening and all. They know all about our lives. But it's so convenient that I can say, "Hey, Alexa, turn off the house light." Yeah. So, yeah. So I think there's some political commentary being made there yep. about the Mud King. I mean, he's the Mud King. Why does he have to be called the Mud? Because it's dirty and grimy. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, exactly. Man. But anyway, your character is this flawed. Your main character is this flawed guy who's trying. Who they've lived off the radar, off the grid. Uh, and you, they can't be found by the Mud King because he can't see anyone near them. Right, and, and and it's amazing. And that's always the the best science fiction finds a way to to make commentary on it, bec- on things in our real life because they can create a scenario that is just never going to happen. But once you put that situation in place, then you can really like dig deep on certain topics, and that's I mean that's what seven twenty. Yeah, I know. I, I think all of us in some way create. We we always end up talking about diversity in comics, and I think that um, we're I mean for lack of a better way to say it, where a white guy finds diversity in comics is by being able to look at a different lens. Yeah, some from another person. It doesn't have to be race. Uh, good science fiction does it by putting you on an alien planet with some dude calling the monkey and trying to mind control you. Yeah, and. I mean, it's true, and and it's just like Asimov's uh, robot stuff from the fifties. It's just yep. the same stuff. Um, it's amazing. I mean, Rick Remender is a god of writing, and uh, should and, look into it. And the, so the other thing I'll, I'll add on to this is, you know, I, I grew up into the whole image thing. I mean, images hit their twenty fifth anniversary this year. I was, I mean, knee deep in comics when Image started. I was all on board with the Image Seven. Um, there is a great documentary on AMC. Uh, it's actually a, a series it's called AMC Visionaries, The Secret History of Comics. And one of the episodes was about Image Comics. And they go in to explain the secret, the, the Image 7, how they broke away from Marvel, and, and I guess it was just Marvel, um, to start Image. Um, but really, it, it's the foundation for the Image Comics that we have today. Because, Walking Dead. Yeah, because they created a safe space for creators to go in and tell these stories and get their stories out there without losing ownership and without losing creative control. Um, it's like the ultimate place for creators to be creators. And out of that, we've gotten such amazing work. Uh, that's, that's, and Image is just thriving today on, top, on all of that. Um, so highly recommend if you really want to understand what Image is, watch that AMC Visionaries. Uh, and then that'll lead you right into you know some of the stuff that Kyle was talking about. And if you and if you're our age, if you're Andres and, I, and ours age, and and remember that, um, and maybe think you're too old to pick up Marvel or DC where you left off, Image you is a good not. way to find a multiple yeah. set of universes where you don't have to worry about multiverses. Right. Good stories. Just good really stuff. good stories. So wait, I have, I have one question. Even though the Mud King like resembles dirtiness and stuff. Why couldn't it be like the mind reader king or like? Oh, that's even worse. You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the mind reader, know. or like, or like, just like rip off the watcher. It was like something like that. Because He's, I don't. Any, I, I wish I could. Show, he looks like Zorn. Oh, nice. oh Zorn, man. He looks yeah. kind of like Zorn. Oh. He looks a lot like Zorn. Well, you know what, Jacob? Why don't we get Rick Remender on the show? You can just ask him. We'll just yeah. get Rick Remender on here, and we'll. I'll uh, call him right now. What? You need to. Hey well, Siri, what's Rick Remender's phone number? Just. <laughs> Go on Instagram and follow him or something, and we'll we'll find him. Yeah. So we'll yeah. So we read the books. It's cool. Uh, it's it's a uh, Star Warsy. It's it's I don't know. It's it's funky. I, I still I still feel like I would do it, but then I would re- instantly regret Just it. Just a different name. I get you. Yeah. Like, and one of his sons is called like the Whisper King or Whisper or something like that. I what's his powers? I don't know. 
He sends out these whispers. It's crazy. It's it's cool. That's it's creepy. very it's super creepy. Oh, yeah. it's a creepy book. Okay, let's wrap this up again before it gets really weird. <laughs> and Jacob keeps going off on tangents. Okay, so are we no, gonna do the whole wrap up thing where we each call out? You should read the book. Yeah. Who wants an Alexa now? I. I... All right, Jacob. Okay, so what's what's Alexa's each call out? Sign up. Sign up. Okay. She's like the mug. He's still going. Jake. Give me sixty dollars. Okay. Come back. Okay. Sorry. We're done. Okay, so Dad, you want to go first? I'm Kyle, I'm signing off, right? Yes. Uh, this is I'm Kyle. I'm J. Kyle Wood. And, uh, again, uh, you'll be able to find us at um, Alter Ego Pop Talk uh, as part of the Pop Talk Network soon. This is on Instagram, by the way. On Instagram, sorry. Yeah. Um, we, uh, well, I am Jacob uh, Kajasel. Do we have an FPM Play Instagram yet? Yep. Yeah, 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 we do. Uh, what, what is it called? FPM Play? FPM Play. So look us up on FPM Play. Um, me and Kieran will be running it, but Kieran will be running most of it. The Instagram, um, yeah, the Instagram. Oh, I'll be doing the Snapchat because because I I do Snapchat, also. So yeah, and um, one more thing. Uh, so on Snapchat I'm Kid J Cell. On Instagram I'm Kid J Cell. Kid J C E L. J Cell is my initials. Kid J C E L. Kid J Cell. Kid J Cell. Kid J Cell. Kid J Cell. Okay, I'm gonna sign off now. Um, I am. At Marvel Logogram on Instagram, you can also follow my personal at at Kierwood Five, and we are going to have the Instagram page as he said FPM Play. Um, subscribe to our YouTube, which is Pop Talk Network. You're probably watching it right now, and I'm gonna send it over to Andres. Yep, and uh, tell your friends, tell everybody. So, um, our new website should be up in the new year. It's uh, poptalknetwork.com, and that's where you'll find all the shows. You'll be able to find Alter Ego. You'll be able to find uh, FPM Play, and uh, we have a lot of mini-shows. We've actually recorded a few uh, grudge matches, um, mm. so those will be coming out. Uh, so you'll be able to subscribe to the individual shows, or if you want all the Pop Talk Network stuff, you'll be able to get it all in one feed as well. Um, so go to poptalknetwork.com, and you'll be able to find us all, and I'll have all the links to everybody's social media stuff there as well. All right. Yeah. Um, well, this is FBM Play. Uh, thank you for listening or watching, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you, see you next year. Next, next year. Next year. I mean, we might have some other episodes between. Happy 2018. Happy 2018. We might have some mini episodes, first. but next real episode will be in 2018. Happy, yeah. Happy New Year. And, uh,